Hey everyone, it's Dashiell Miller here, and we're here with our next episode of Kuden, uh, a radio show, podcast, chit chat, whatever you want to call it. I'm okay with that. A uh, couple of admin notes here, quick, quick, quick. Uh, you'll notice that we did a little bit of uh, dressing things up. I wasn't too happy with the default stuff that was through this service, so I finally figured out how to like get it all cleaned up and uh, make it look like it's uh, it's us, right? So anyway. Um, Point of this episode, right? I know I took some time off. I apologize. Um, still trying to recover from that house fire. I wouldn't wish this on. Well, I might wish it on my worst. No, I don't. I don't wish things like that. Um, <clears throat> the focus of this. Uh, where the hell am I? <laughs> uh, it took some weeks off, right? Because I had to get all that stuff taken care of, right? Family is really, really important, and making sure that you stay on purpose with the things that you need, right? Um, it's part of the reason for this episode or part of the, the topic and the theme behind everything. Um, I'll talk about uh, some critical lessons that I got about warriorship from teachers, uh, from everybody from the grandmaster to some of the master teachers in Japan uh, to some of the ones that I would literally trust my life to. Okay, So we're going to talk about that and how, even for me still, these things are happening, right? But I would bet that uh, some of this is getting in people's way, right? And one of those things is... They don't want to ruffle any feathers. And some of the lessons that mom and grandma and all those kind of people taught us are just freaking getting in the way of us getting where we need to be uh, or say we want to be. Okay? So that's it. Coming up next. And uh, so let's officially get things started. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Right, so I apologize for any little glitches and all that, but subject to changes all things, and uh, we're trying to be ninja, right? So freaking adapt, right? Uh, get the gist of things. Uh, if you need studio quality and you need uh, somebody that's you know svelte and uh, whatever, right? And it's not about uh, education and truth and, and those kind of things. Unsubscribe. Go go find somebody that looks the part. Uh, sounds the part, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, let's do this uh, so I don't forget, right? Uh, 
quick uh, reminder, announcement, whatnot. We've got a couple of uh, live events coming up. Of course, there's virtual options if you're still self-quarantining or, uh, I don't know, you don't want to make it whatever. You can't for whatever reasons. Uh, we have our annual fall uh, ninja training camp coming up uh, November 5th, 6th, and 7th uh, of this year, right? So it's month and a little bit away, right? Um, two months and a little bit away, right? Um, so if you want information, well, you know, I'll give you all that because they're all leapfrogged off the same page anyway. And then we have our 2022 kickoff seminar, our Dicomio side 2022, uh, that's happening January 7th, 8th, and 9th, right? That's my birthday weekend. Uh, I know Traditionally, the Bujinkan uh, Daikomyo Sai is held at the beginning of December because of Hatsumi Sensei's birthday. Uh, but here in the U.S. at least, right, I mean, that's like right between two major holidays. And now with everybody and their brother uh, who has barely any rank or who knows what experience or whatever is out there running training groups, and they're all doing things at the exact same time, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not fighting over the same students, right? And on top of that, you know, whatever. So the point is, it's uh, my birthday thing. It's a New Year's kickoff kind of thing. And it's a Hatsumi Sensei belated birthday kind of celebration kind of thing. But it allows us to kind of get refocused and pay attention to what's important and get things set, right? So a review of the past year, get set for the new year, and just get our asses in gear and move, right? So uh, that's uh, January 7th, 8th, and 9th. If you want more information about those things or you want to uh, – register, right? I think we still have through September 1st, I think. Um, we have a save 50 bucks off uh, early registration. We're outside the save 100 bucks. Uh, that kind of ended uh, middle of August, right? So if you still want to save a little bit, uh, get involved, you know, do that kind of thing, right? And, and really focus and hunker down, then that's the, the that's for the, the discount there is for the fall camp, okay? Either way, all these, the information's on the page, right? So if you go to uh, Online Ninja Academy, right? OnlineNinjaAcademy.com forward slash events, right? Just kind of scroll down uh, and you'll see what we have on board, what, what's going on. There's more things being added all the time, right? You can go there, uh, click on them and, and, and go, right? Okay? Simple. Uh, I'll try to remember to remind everybody at the end as well, all right? So, but anyway, let's jump right into things. Uh, I'm going to say hi to some of the folks that are uh, uh, joining in with us. Uh, some of you can see the, the little scroll things along there. I don't know that it's showing uh, from every everywhere. We're on, uh, simultaneously, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, and we're on uh, something called Periscope, which is a Twitter uh, kind of connected thing, right? So, um, anyway. All right, so uh, the theme for today is um, is uh, stop trying to be liked, right? Stop trying to be everybody's friend, right? That by no means means any, you know what, let me sit back here a little bit, right, so I can be more comfortable. And actually, I wanted to show off my, it's not a new shirt. I picked this up the last time I was in Japan and found it in the bottom of one of my bags. Um, COVID and all that kind of stuff got in the way, and so it, Found it still in the plastic and everything, right? So I'm going to whip this thing around. Hopefully you can see part of it, right? So for those of you that know that what you were just looking at, right, uh, that's part of the uh, just mind science and uh, empowerment stuff, right? It's called Kuji, right? nine syllable seals. There's a right, with the heads are formed, and there's a mental state, all the kind of stuff that goes on. Yeah, I'm brushing over it because if you don't do a personal transmission, for it, different things. Um, so, uh, there's also a, a form of the called Kutsukuri, 
This thing has everything to do with uh, everything from being strong, mentally, physically, emotionally, that kind of thing, to uh, uh, power and energy generation, to being connected to uh, kind of a topic, universal or God force, however you translate that, to health and wellness, to uh, what in the West would uh, a bunch of these things would fall under what we would typically call uh, ESP, and it's different uh, different factors, right? If that's not you, then just keep skipping right over this stuff, and we'll get on to the other stuff, right? Um, but the strength thing, right, which, which is really what I want to talk about today, is uh, something I learned a long time ago from my teachers, uh, everybody from Hatsumi Sensei to some of the Japanese master teachers to... You know, one of them that was a, uh, it's a former, not was, is a former uh, U.S. Marine. Uh, just, you know, um, I, I tend to be drawn to teachers that uh, are have, have kind of an edge and are willing to tell me what I need to hear so that I can get it done now, right? Um, I'm not a big sugar-coated, woo-woo, whatever, right? I get it. A lot of people need things to be wrapped up in a blissful blanket is what I call it, right? So it sounds spiritual, uh, because supposedly that's how it all happens, right? Um, except that one of my teachers, uh, my Miko teacher, right, um, Reverend Jikai, uh, very, very early on in our relationship, right, uh, made it very, very clear, right, that uh, in, in Buddhism, in Miko, actually I found this to be true across all spiritual realms, right? Um, compassion, right, not empathy, not sympathy, Okay? Compassion has nothing to do with being nice. Okay, it doesn't mean being uh, being an arrogant asshole either. Okay, but it has nothing to do with being nice. It has everything to do with having a heartfelt recognition of need that someone else has. Right? They're they're in pain. Right? They're in suffering, even if they don't know it. Right? As human beings are very very adaptable, and man, will we adapt to average? Right? We even think we're doing well, and we're just, we decided to coast, right? And we just keep doing the same thing the same way. Even when we, we think we're jumping on another training program or we're jumping on another thing with another teacher or getting a new lesson or whatever, um, we tend to hang out and determine what we're going to do based on things we've already done. And so, uh, you know, uh, one of my teachers used to, uh, used to well, one of the definitions of reality he gave us was, our reality is based on what we have experienced and, if not mindfully controlled, will continue to determine what we will experience. So it's just, you know, the, the, the adage, same shit, different day, right? Even if it feels blissful, it's going to be the same thing. So um, what it ends up being is, in psychology, they call it confirmation bias, right? Okay. Just keep reminding me that I'm on the right path and keep reminding me that I'm doing the same things uh, or the, that, I'm, that I'm doing the right things or whatever based on my assumption of God, right? My definition of what is right, right? Or what feels good or what isn't ruffling anybody else's feathers and I'm all good, okay? Um, so, so, but this can become a problem, okay? It can become a major, major problem. In previous episodes and in previous lessons, if you're in my um, uh, online uh, program or you're one of my local guys, uh, girls, right, that are training here, 
we talk about this this need to have a really really strong why, right? Why am I doing this, right? And we have to keep ourselves in check and make sure it's not some egocentric reason, right? The why isn't because you know it makes me feel good. Okay, great. So. What happens when it stops making you feel good? Well, then I'll go do something else. Well, of course, right? Because heaven forbid we weather challenges or we weather, uh, you know, a teacher telling us or using a word ooh, that makes us feel uncomfortable, right? That's a sign that reality's knocking, right? right? Um, but I got to thinking about this here uh, recently, and I don't think anymore. I just, again, you know, I, <laughs> every day I'm more and more surprised at how stupid I was two weeks ago or two months ago or two years ago, right? Uh, and I don't necessarily mean it to be a stupid, you know, ignorant, not, well, I, it is a not knowing, right? Uh, but, you know, operating on the premise of that which I believe and was programmed for and, and learned and studied and all that leading up to this point, right? But if we're not continually pushing ourselves, if we're not continuously banging up against things so we can see where our edges are, how the hell do we ever expect to smooth things out, right? If all we ever do is wrap ourselves in cotton so we don't get bruised or we don't bump, that's not the warrior way to do things. And I, that's the same. When I use the word warrior, I'm talking about both my martial people, right, that are focused on self-protection and being protectors and all that, and my spiritual peers, students, and, and that kind of thing, right? Uh, because being a warrior means engaging with the world, right? Taking on and dealing with the hardships and the challenges and the shit, okay, that most people won't so that we can produce the results and the kind of results and the depth of results and the magnitude of results that most people can't. Right? And one of those reasons, right, one of those reasons is they, they want to be liked. They're more worried about fulfilling the lessons that mom or grandma or whatever, whoever, right, taught us way back where, you know, you don't, you don't, don't upset people, right? Don't stare, don't, don't uh, ruffle feathers. Oh, you can't say things like that. And, Okay, but people like that don't change the world. People like that don't develop the ability to face stuff that make other people wet themselves. And that's both internally and externally. That's both spiritually and, you know, violence coming from the monsters in the world. Okay? So... Meanwhile, while we're busy worrying about who doesn't like what we're doing, what are we really doing? We're stifling our own growth, right? Okay, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, what was it? Maybe May of last year, June, something like that. Right in the middle of the, the early stages of the pandemic, right? When everybody's, what am I going to do, right? Um, we took our stuff online. Right? Of course, I was already there. Right, I just kind of reapproached things. Right, uh, and some of you may know this because you were in on it. Right, but I did this five-day 
Nijutsu Mastery Kickstarter challenge, right? And um, I, I think the name pretty much spelled it out, right? It was a five-day Nijutsu, so we know what we're talking about, right? Kickstarter challenge. And then if you, you saw that, right, and then you read the description of, of what this challenge was, it was a way to help people who are in one of two categories. They're either, they've either wanted to be doing this stuff, right, for days, weeks, months, years, decades, half their life, whatever, right? And they just have not been able to make it happen, right, for whatever reason, right? And it's also it was also for the other group of people who have done things, fell off the wagon, right, and have been trying to get back into it. These are the people that keep saying, "Oh God, I got to get back to my training." Oh, I got, I have to, I have to, I have. Okay, in the words of one of my teacher, when the hell are you gonna start? Okay? It's like the end of every class that I do. Uh, I look at every student, right, and it takes a little bit of time if I've got you know a, a room full of people, but I will go to every student and say, "What'd you learn this class? What did you learn today?" Okay, and I, I'll, I'll wait, right? and if they take too long, I'll go to the next person and I'll come back, right? But every student in every class has to tell me at least one thing that they learned today that was new, right? And so uh, even if they, even if every thing we did today in this class was things that they have done again and again, I want, I'm forcing them, yes, I do that, right? I'm forcing them to wake up and stop seeing even their training is same shit, different day, or Worse yet, resting on their laurels. Ooh, look what I have, right? Look what I am becoming, okay? You know, just even with myself, I'm constantly pushing this stuff, right? So I'm going to get back to that why thing, right? Um, because if I don't, I'm going to do what every other teacher does, and I'm going to rely on that which I've learned and rest in that comfort zone and stop learning. And... You know, for those of you who train with me on the Marshall side, we have a student creed, which has to do with faith and belief in yourself and what you're studying and, and your teachers and things like that, right? Which is where people start when they get involved in, in, a, in a learning thing. And these three things are really, really important, okay? Uh, for those of you in the Mikyo training or in the spiritual side of training, you know that that comes from our um, uh, Sankye, right? Which is the uh, three admonitions, right? Uh, normally in that direction, it would be... Um, uh, belief in Buddha, belief in the teachings, belief in the Sangha or the teachers and and uh, body of, of you know, peers, right? The people that are training with me as well, right? So basically, it's a support group, right? Um, it's just reworded a little bit, right? And for those of you who now just got all freaked out because I used the word Buddhism, get over yourself. Um, so all we did was shift the words a little bit, right? So that it became uh, belief in yourself and your potential and abilities, uh, and uh, belief in, it's still belief in the teachings and had it has to do with discipline and uh, the fact that you're ready to do this now and still belief in teachers, right? And showing respect to those who help you progress, right? So we have that, then we move to the vows of intention and that goes from belief and trust to, okay, this stuff has proven itself to me. Now, I believe that these things are important, right? So I intend to. Do and then there's uh, eight of those, right? And then that transitions into the warrior code of action, 
which now goes from belief, trust, that kind of thing, right, to valve intent to this is this is who I am and how I live. I don't say I believe in. I don't say I intend to. I say I train to protect life and health. I will avoid the violent treatment of others whenever possible. As martial warriors, we have to use the words whenever possible because while it's a great goal to not want to have to hurt anybody, the reality is, is that to stop violent monsters, sometimes you have to use the same techniques and tactics. But we also recognize that we're taking on karma, okay? bad karma, right? Karma just means action, right? Uh, make sure that when you're throwing these words around, you go to the root and, and understand what the word is and not just conventional translations that are often crippled, right, at best. Okay? So karma just means action. So when people say bad karma or whatever, right, uh, those same people usually don't say good karma. Okay? Karma just means action, right? Good action begets good results. Bad actions, right, okay? So it's cause and effect. But what I did was I created a master's creed, okay? Um, and uh, I need to get it back up. It used to hang right at the, at the teacher's uh, area right here. And what it was, it started out as a reminder for me, right? But I wanted to make sure that other, that I was influencing my other instructors, okay? Um, so that they didn't end up resting on their laurels, right? And the master's creed is very, very simple. Very simple. It says, the day I cease to be a student is the day I'm no longer qualified to be a teacher. Okay? Because I'm coasting. Yes, I can show everybody else what I've learned, and I can tell them what they're doing wrong, and all that kind of stuff, except that with, with the depth of these teachings, spiritual and martial, you will be training until the day you fall over and take that final sleep, still progressing forward, right? There's an old, uh, I think it's a Chinese uh, uh, saying, that the more I know, the more I know what I don't know. Right? But you're never going to know that until you get out of your own way. You stop resting on your laurels. You know, kind of like a resume and a CV, right? These are all the things I did. Great. Okay. What are you doing today? Because okay? if you come to work for me, if you're doing the same thing today that you did six months ago or a year or five years ago, and you're producing the same results, I can't use it. Because if the people that I have helping me are not growing, they can't help me grow. Why would I have them on my team? See? Asshole, right? Only the people who don't get that and want to rest on their laurels and coast. They want that paycheck for time and they want to show up. And hopefully we produce some results today. Okay? So anyway, let's get back to this uh, Kickstarter kind of thing, right? Um, if I cared, if I cared what other people thought of me, okay? Now, will people like me. Sure. The ones that are in tune with me, right? the ones that have security issues, low self-esteem, control issues, the, all those kind of things, right? Um, uh, they need to be the, seen as the person in charge, right? They're leading with ego, all that kind of, oh, they're so not going to like me, okay? But I have to be okay with that because if I let them determine my actions, I might as well just curl up in a fetal position and wait for that last day. Okay? I cannot let 
the weak, the meek, and the assholes, they, you want to be in control? Great. Go control your own little corner of the world. Okay? But here's the point. If, if, I, if I was worried about being disliked more than I was worried about my purpose for doing these things, my purpose for doing these things is not to be an influencer. I'm not, I'm not to be an influencer. Okay? My job as a teacher or as a Mikyo uh, teacher, all those kind of things, right, is to wake people up. My job every time I do one of these or every time I do one of my class, my online coaching things for my, um, my long-distance guys or I am teaching a seminar or whatever, my goal, my purpose in each one of those things is to move as many people in that group as possible to shake them, wake them, and whatnot, to move them, to take action, to get beyond average, okay? Because what can happen, seminar, these kind of things, whatever it is, right? Whatever you do to elevate yourself, right? I want you to think of something. I want you, I want you to hold this, and you may not like it, and it's okay. I'm see broad shoulders. I'm okay with that, right? Not here to be liked. I'm here to help people move forward. Okay. What I want you to think about is whatever group you find yourself in, even if you're in a group of high performers, right? Even if you're in a group of spiritually elevated individuals, in that group, you're average. You're just like everybody else there. Okay. This is not about an ego thing being better than everybody else. But if the group that you're in, and that's the point of the sangha, right, the, the, uh, the, the sangha uh, and the sankhye, right, the, three, the triple uh, vows of, of belief that we have with our student creed, right? I believe in my teachers. I, I believe in the group, right, my, my support group and all that kind of stuff, right? If you're not in a group or you don't have teachers that are giving you a swift kick in the ass on a regular basis to stop resting and to move to your next level of potential, you're in a mutual admiration society meeting. Okay? Yes, everybody's learning, but if you if you listen, right, how many of the lessons that you're getting in that one, right? Or how many things are you listening for that are not growth oriented, they're confirmation bias centered. What that means is I'm here because I want to hear the same stuff I've heard before because that's what I believe in. And it makes me feel good. And it makes me feel like I'm growing and I'm, I'm on the path of enlightenment. But I actually stopped growing and I stopped learning last week, last month, a decade ago. Okay? And I'm right back in the same loop of same shit, different day. But I can't see it because, you know, it's not shit. It's spiritual. Okay? Monks, poop, spiritual shit. How about that? Okay. So, anyway, so back to this this challenge, right? So I thought it was very, very clear, right? And, and even the description, right? The purpose of this is over the next five days, we're going to do an intense thing, and I'm going to give you the things necessary. If you're going to work on it, be accountable for letting this work done because it's you who discharge your training and task good mastery in this thing. If I was worried about being alive, 
I would have taken that thing down and canceled that that hotel within the first hour that it went up. Because stuff like that attracted people. Right? Just Nobody on the fence of the comment going down to the thing, right? Well, that's what 48 to 52, I rounded up to 50 50, but I want to be clear 48 to 52 percent, 48% of the people thought this was a freaking awesome idea. I'm ready for this. 52% of the people were either sharing it with their friends to show this dipshit that's trying to, trying to tell people that he can turn them into a Ninja 2 master in five days. Now what I said, okay? Most of them had me laughing. Did a couple rile me a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, okay? But it didn't make me change anything, okay? Because I knew that that was being uh, effective. It was successful. The way I was describing things, the imagery, it was successful because I didn't have anybody on the fence. Half the people liked me and liked the idea and half didn't. And the ones who didn't, believe it or not, spread the word about it more than the people who like me. They were sharing the hell out of that thing. And then the people that came in, half of them were like, dude, I don't see what the problem with this is. And the other half were like, oh, yeah, check this out, right? The old fat bald guy, right? Like he's a ninja master or whatever, right? It's because a lot of the comments were about my build. A lot of the comments were about uh, the fact that I was try trying to teach people to be a ninja in five days. Uh, or to be a ninja master in five days, or that they were equating it to fakes and frauds and Naruto and all kinds of stuff, right? Okay? <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Because the haters, right, screaming to the world, check this guy out. What a dick. What an ass. Okay? Some of them were using words like that. Okay? I didn't spend a dime on promoting that challenge. Because the more engagement you get on your thing, the, the, the Facebook algorithm doesn't know the difference between a positive comment and a negative comment. Yes, there's words to peg you as a hater or a racist or whatever, right? I ignore those things too, right? Because the only person that needs to know that I'm not is me, right? If you're in doubt, you don't know me well enough, right? But what that did was it made the algorithm share it organically to way more people than the, the people that liked it and just got on went like and then DM'd me or IM'd me or whatever the technology is, right? Sent me messages asking for more information, okay? They weren't sharing it nearly as often, okay? But if you're only worried about not being liked, right? My goal was to help people move forward. Not to be seen as the teacher because that entire challenge in every class. And I tell people, when I tell people, look, you need to do this. I don't care if it's with me or if it's with somebody else. Because I know that some people's a cup of tea. I know some people need to be wrapped in bubble wrap and then wrapped in cotton and then put in crash proof boxes and then be put in vaults and all that so they don't get bumped around. Right? So they can feel comfy and safe. I know that. Okay? I'm not their teacher. I'm not the right guy for them. It's okay. 
I know I'm not the right guy for people that need to that need to believe that their teacher is King Poop. Right? What do you mean you're still learning? What do you mean you haven't learned all the stuff yet? Why would I train with you? How can you be a master if you don't know everything? Well, a true master knows it's impossible to know everything. But that's okay. They need that kind of thing, right? So have at it, right? You're going to run into and fall prey to way too many charlatans if you're looking for the one who's already enlightened, right? Uh, some of you guys know this, that, that uh, training Mikyo or, or have done some of these spiritual trainings with me. Um, in, in in Mikyo, in at least the, the lineage that I was uh, in, uh, initiated into, there are quiz questions, right? And they're not presented as a quiz, like today, Jeff, we're going to take a quiz, right? You're going to take a, uh, you're going to take a test. No, no, okay. Um, they're completely left-brain logical, logical-sounding questions that really test your your understanding and depth of understanding in the spiritual teachings. And one of those is, what do you do if you meet the Buddha on the road? The answer is, I'm going to give you a cheater, right? Here's a heads up. You can't get this one wrong from now on. Okay? The answer is, you kill him. I didn't say that the answer sounded logical, okay? unless you understand what's going on, right? Okay? Um, an alternate word for Buddha is Tathagata. The word Tathagata, right, Buddha, the Buddha just means awake, one who is awake, right? It doesn't mean one who's you know, got nothing else, right? Okay? God, what? think you are from them. Okay? So the, the, the understanding comes from knowing that anybody who says that they are, they've already made it, has stopped. Or is blowing smoke up your butt. Okay? But anyway, right? So I can't be worried about the haters. I can't. I once was. Okay? People that don't like what I'm doing, those kind of things. I'll give you a quick drink here. Got my fancy Dr. Pepper. Right? I know, putting chemicals in my body. Everybody sees that and goes, you're drinking Diet Dr. Pepper, you're drinking chemicals. But they didn't see the four bottles of water I already drank today. So everything in moderation. And I'm not asking you to like it. 
not your bottle of Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> anyway, right? So, um, again, I'm not trying to be an influence. Right? Believe it or not, what do you think about like, people altruistic? I'm trying to move as many people as possible and One of the ways to learn something that you're doing better, and you feel like a pretty stockbroker, right? If they hold off and spend their own final second few days of life, and do these things, I tell them to everybody else to be first, right? The irony is that, really understand this, is that Woody Stockbroker has been enlightened faster and more deeply, despite of themselves. What they do is they get their own desires out of the way and focus on helping people. This is not I'm telling you that this is this is my agenda. My agenda is I need training partners who have skill sets that allow me to practice my skills so I can move. That's that's one part of the training. Okay, so I need to be able to, to work that kind of thing, right? And not just in this dojo, not just here. But in the world as well, right? I need assholes. I need people who will challenge me. I need people who are naysayers. I need those because they're going to help me make sure that I'm on the right path, right? They're going to keep me in check and going all super woo woo, right? Okay. And how much can I really trust and believe in what it is that I'm doing and what I know? If I'm not willing to debate with somebody, you may not know they're asking a hole in the ground. Or, I might want to pull a punch, but they might be pointing out something that either I haven't, can't, or won't look at. The model is, Way too much to go into the family and do it, right? But most of the judges always put the family right here. It's a layout, right? It's like the Roman cross kind of things, right? But there's these different elements, right? Earth, water, fire, wind, void. Each one of these things kind of points to things. If you're in Mikyo or if you're on the spiritual side of things, if you're the five Buddha families, a Buddha in Mikyo represents a mind, a state of mind that you can work with and get better at. Okay. We call it purified, but it means getting rid of delusions and illusions and all that kind of crap, right? But anyway, so there's lots of different ways to look at this, right? The unenlightened mind wants to, one, know how the hell I can memorize all this stuff and which Buddha to pray to, in which case I look at him and go, just pick one, right? Because I don't have time to re-educate somebody who hasn't even taken a little bit of time to ask a good question. And for those of you who still believe there's no such thing as a stupid question, Become a teacher, okay? A stupid question is one that has no foundation, and it's just being tossed out, okay? It's like a question for a three-year-old, right? I'm not saying that a three-year-old is stupid. What I'm saying is if they don't understand the thing they're asking about, you can give them an answer, and they're either going to look at you and go, but why? But why? Right? So they're, they're still nullifying it, right? They don't understand anything you're saying, right? But they're, but why? 
right? Or they're going to go away. They'll be sated for a while. And then if it comes up again and they really do want to know and they're older and more mature and the intellectual processes are, are, are back where they're supposed to be, they'll come back and ask again. Okay? So, but from a success perspective, right, because these things can be broken down a whole bunch of different ways, right? One of them has to do with this line right here has to do with how we see the world, okay? But there's a flaw. It, it's, it's based on an egocentric flaw, an ignorance flaw, right? And that flaw is believing that there's not enough to go around. The reality is that we're not all interested in the same things. We don't all like the same foods. We so there's plenty to go around, okay? What's flawed is this, so yet half the people hoarding and half the people trying to steal it or, or get it for themselves or whatever, right? But this is how we see the world. So you got this group up here who believes there's not enough to go around, so what they have to do is anything they can, dress flashy, fancy, lie to you, tell you whatever you want to hear, present themselves in a certain way, guilt trip you, whatever, so that you give them what they need because they really don't believe that they can do it for themselves. Okay? If you understand the Tibetan Wheel of Life, this is the hungry uh, hungry ghost or hungry spirit realm, right? They want, 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 but they don't believe they can do it for themselves, right? Okay? Down here on the other end, right, from the realm of defensiveness, right, with these people that, again, believe there's not enough to go around, but they have theirs, and now they're protecting it from these people, right? So these people are going after these people because they need to get it. And these, you get the idea, right? Okay? So, and then this line right here represents how you engage with the world. And it goes, and again, this is a this is a a, a line of um, uh, it's a scale, okay? It's a scale. So on this end, right, we have somebody who we might say is stuck in the mud, but is very rule based, very structure based, that kind of thing. All the way over here to somebody who's now it's not only are they open and carefree, but it's selfless. Okay, great. Okay, except the Lot, the lesson, the enlightened lesson of the mandala is that we want to be here, which is balanced, equidistant, and all of these things are firing so that we can move and be what we need to in different contexts, right? But some people are, like, way over here, right, all out in self-sacrifice, compassion, woo-woo, carefree, spiritual kind of thing, and... Or they're over here, right, which is if I can't taste it, see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, whatever, then it's not real, right? And I don't even know if that stuff's real either, okay? Um, there's only one right way to do things, that kind of stuff, right? So but we need paradigms. We need structure sometimes, okay? Keeps people from invading your space and mind and spirit and all that. It helter-skelter to where you're left in an insane confused state. And that goes for spiritual teachers, too, not just charlatans and all these people running around, right? Okay? And, yes, we need to be open to new things. We need to be able to put ourselves and our own needs and desires on on the back burner, right? Okay? Um, if you're a parent, you understand this, hopefully, right? Okay? How many times have you read a story or how many times have you read the same story, right? Or watched a movie or engaged in something. That's all make pretend, right? But it's not about you. It's for your child, right? It's for them, not you, right? Self-sacrifice, right? But do that when it comes to discipline. 
do that when it comes to the rules of the house. And you're risking nurturing somebody who's going to grow up out into the world and bump into a structure called laws. And well, I don't like that because I'm getting punished or I'm getting hurt or I'm, I can't get I can't uh, I can't get free stuff from. I, okay. There's a balance. I'm not pick. Don't take this as a political thing either. I hate when people take lessons like this that are neutral and go, "Oh, you must be a conservative. You must be a liberal. You must be." Really? How about stop pigeonholing me and being disrespectful in that direction? How about that? Okay. The reality is that we need both. Both sides need each other. Okay. Here's where the lesson was coming in when I started all this. For each of these to grow. The answers that they need are on the other side. The people that they hate, because they're opposite from them, they're different, right? They're the ones that hold the key to having more freedom. Because sometimes you do have to be stuck in the mud. These are the rules. This is the way we're doing things. Or nothing's going to get done. This is the time frame. This is the deadline. This is when my appointment with my client is. Okay. And sometimes we just need to be like, oh, you know what? I'm on vacation. I don't want to make any decisions. Whatever you guys want to do is fine. If I choose not to do that, I'm just going to lay on the beach. Okay? Okay? So, same, just, right? So, um, but here's what happens, right? We were taught, be good people, right? Be a good person. Okay? Don't ruffle feathers. Don't, don't, oh, man. It's horrific if somebody doesn't like you. Really? Somebody disliking you is going to kill you? It's going to cause your system to stop functioning? People will like you because they see something in you that is either like themselves, so they see the, the, the similarity, right? They are like me. They are like self. Ego recognizes itself okay? in the mirror of the world. Okay? Or... They see that you're able to do things and produce things and, and uh, whatever. That's either it either makes your life easier or more uh, effective or whatever, and they want to be more like that. Okay. And there's going to be people that are not like either one of them that aren't going to want to have anything to do with you. Okay. What I'm telling you is that you're saying it not only your sanity, right, but your growth is in direct proportion to how much you care about being liked over being effective, being true to your focus, being on constantly growing toward your goal, which hopefully if you're awake and alive and alert and you're managing this process, right, that goal will always be moving. The closer you get where your brain just kind of assumes that it's a foregone conclusion, right, you will already be looking at something else. Okay? This happens, right? I'm looking at this. The closer I get, I'm looking at that. Okay? The problem is when I'm doing this and then something, uh, and then something, uh, and then, okay? And one of those somethings could be, better not, they might not like me. Better not. Mm, get my ruffle feathers. 
how can you be effective if you're being led around by a bunch of people who either have no idea where they themselves are going or who are stuck in only one way to do things or, and I'm going around the mongol here, or are angry because they can't get whatever they want a snap of a finger or a drive-up window, or, yeah, they're ignorant. They, they don't have any vision. They don't have any, any goals. They just, they're, they're in the animal realm. They eat, sleep, shit, get up tomorrow morning, do the same thing all over again. Right? Or, right, they have some kind of control issue where it's their way or the highway. Because in each one of those, I mean, the last one, you're a slave, right? Okay. But how do you, how do you, how do you, on one hand, how, how do you justify and resolve this? That on one hand, you have dreams and aspirations of becoming your best self, your best potential. And on the other hand, not doing half the things you need to do, not because of your own traits like procrastination and all that kind of stuff, but because you are afraid that you will upset them. That's that story about that Kickstarter program. I'm not doing several students that about right? And not like fly by night people. Because that program was really about deeply qualifying people so that only those who were absolutely sure that I was the right fit, I was sure that they were the right fit, but I did five days homework. If they do those, how the hell are they going to do long-term training? I'll do the stuff that I do. Okay? The challenge after challenge after challenge. Okay? Okay? Uh, but we're going to switch just to do other challenges. Going back to that original thing about why that I was talking about, right? I've been pondering this, right? Because I have, I don't have class, many students who had a why, and it was a pretty good why. It was, it was, it was on, very often it was on my list of whys, right? But to understand those things and why people, I'm gonna, the English language is going to fail me here, why, People with the these great whys, right, quit or failed or whatever, right? Where I didn't, or my peers didn't, or my teachers didn't, or whatever, right? Because we all had these whys. I had to come to realize that one why may last for a little while, given the right conditions that challenge that or make you have to put that on the back burner or whatever, right, um, is, isn't good enough. Because one why can be destroyed. One why can be, what happens when you attain that why? Right? My initial why was to make sure, because some of you know my story, right? I was raised by this stepfather that was just a monster, right? And if you, if you haven't heard that, go back to episode 68, 69, something like that, where I go through that, right? But... 
my why originally for this step, what put me on the martial arts training path and maybe, uh, you know, had me get into the law enforcement and security realm and military and be a protector and all those kind of things was this person, right? I, my why was I wanted to, I was going to grow up if I had to survive another 10 years in that house, um, to grow up to be somebody who was not, I could design my life so that I would not live in fear ever. Does that mean that some things don't scare me? No, of course not. I mean that kind of fear and terror, right? And to become the kind of person who could protect others from that kind of monster. Then, of course, as I became a police officer, right, I had to broaden the different types of monsters because some of the monsters I've had to deal with made him look like a freaking cotton candy-eating little schoolgirl that wouldn't hurt a fly, not knocking little schoolgirls that are cute and... My girls were that, right? But you get the comparison, right? I attained that a long time ago. And here I am still training, still sending thousands to go to Japan to train with people that are better than me. And what? why? The reasons change, okay? Some are still there, right, to protect people from because the bigger the monsters get, the more hairy the situations get that I had never considered before. Oh, shit, I better be able to handle that. Right? So it's, it's a constant kind of thing, right? But at the same time, one of my whys is now I'm a teacher, right? By the way, this didn't happen by choice. I had some, I got some people together in a training group because I needed bodies to train with, and they were learning something out of the process, but I didn't set myself up as a teacher set myself up as a group leader, right? I was sharing these things, but I was teaching them lessons so they could get to a level of ability so I could work on my stuff. See? Not altruistic. Okay? Self-serving. Okay? But then these people wouldn't go away. And I ended up, I found myself in a position where I needed to now guide them and help them see progress and figure out, right? So now, so now I'm this teacher, right? And so... Um, I have to be able to serve these people, right? It's not easy. My, my Mikio teacher, again, a long time ago, he was talking about, you know, I, we, we had this conversation about whether I should become ordained as a, as a priest or just stay as an initiated layperson. My question was, is there a cutoff on what lessons I'm getting if I don't take ordination? They said, no, you don't need that to... to get all the full teachings. And I went, well, great, I'm not doing it. Okay? And he said, great, perfect. Okay? He had taken ordination, ordination, right? So he wasn't looking for me to be like him, other than being a teacher and, and being somebody that's that's on the path, right? Um, the reason he said it was great, he says, because this is not a badge of honor. Being a teacher is not a badge of honor. Being in any position of influence is not a badge of honor. I don't care if you're a counselor, psychologist, priest, minister, parent. I don't, I don't care what it is, right? It's not a badge of honor. Stop freaking holding it out like it's a badge of honor. Because that's ego going, look at me. It is a burden. Because if you give the wrong person the wrong lesson at the wrong time, you could damage them. You could piss them off so that they go away. Again, don't worry about being liked. Okay, It's not about being liked. Because I can give a student a, a lesson that they need right now, and they could quit. I don't care 
because I know I gave them something they need to move forward. The fact that they can't stand to be around me because I'm a reminder to flaws or trauma or whatever they don't want to think about, that's not my, that's not my issue. Okay? Does that mean I don't, that I just willy-nilly throw things out? No, because I know that if I give them too much at the, right, it's a burden. Right? If they go away and they stop training, I've done them a disservice. Now, if they go away and find a teacher that is going to give them the same things, fantastic. Okay? But if I harm them in the process, if I try to push them too fast, if I don't push them fast enough, it's... And it can't be about me. It has to be about them. Right? Anyway, so... The warning today is do, when you're doing self-checks to see if you're getting in your own way, because okay? a lot of us believe that we've gotten ourselves to a position where other people's opinions are not a problem for us because we, we are going to keep doing what we do. Your challenge for today is to find those situations where you've BS yourself, because there are there. There are situations, people, there are certain areas that you won't go, right? I've got students that are certain words that they don't want to hear, okay? I've got a whole group of students that don't want to hear the word or hear the instruction to be greedy, because they've already convinced themselves that to be greedy is a bad thing. Maybe two or three. See, me speaking like this is now pushing on things because they don't want to hear those things, okay? But if you don't put a lot of focus on getting you where you need to be and allocating resources and all that kind of stuff, this doesn't mean take from other people so that you get. It's not being that kind of person that mom was warning you about, okay? But I'm going to leave you with this, just like I left one at the beginning, Okay? If you think about school, I don't care if it's primary or college, or if you think about being a member of an association, the education, the standard, the kind of thing, right? I'm just a positive because that's what they tell, right? Um, if you get, think about the rest of mom, grandma, grandpa, whoever, right? How you all that program, all that feathers, all that kind of stuff, right? What are all of these things designed to do? The two sides. Like in all of our spiritual stuff, right? There's two sides to every lesson. There is a grand universal, I call it you know, thing, right? It's a boon, right? It pulls you away from your egocentric perspective, right? It's a boon, right? But for every one of those, there's at least one mundane, worldly, Please can observe reason for it as well. Kind of like what we talk about uh, when you uh, blow out a candle or when you, when you extinguish a candle or uh, incense that you've lit, lit, right? Okay? We fan it out. We don't blow it out, right? So the universal reason for that is we, we're practicing to not impose our will on the world and to find that just enough to produce the results that we need. It's about energy conservation. But it's about just 
produce the results, right? Okay? Don't force things to happen, right? Because you create more problems. Oh, well, what's the problem? I blew out the candle. I blew out the, ah, see, that's where the mundane comes in, right? If I fan the candle flame, if I fan out the, the flame that's still going on the incense until it's just smoking, right? I extinguish the flame without blowing wax and ash all over my space that I'm going to have to clean up later. Okay? It's a direct reminder of cause and effect. Okay? But again, people want to focus on one because it's it's spiritual. And others don't want to do anything like that because signification, you've made it. You can now do these things, and you're going to do it just like everybody else. And those who are in control that, that created the certifications and the licensure and the standards, they get to dictate how everybody else is doing things. They maintain control, and they get to change things at whim. And if you're not towing the line, so you can't grow. Does that mean that these things are not important? No, they serve purposes, okay? Credentialing and all that kind of stuff, right? So that other people feel safe, that you know what you're talking about and all that, but they can also cause us to rest on our laurels, okay? I'm not telling you to go run them up through the world and piss a bunch of people off by just saying whatever you want. I'm not saying to contradict mom's lessons and grandma's lessons about not ruffling feathers and, and all those kind of things because they're, they, they don't, they don't have a value. They do have value. Your job on the enlightenment path or the warrior path is to recognize the value and when they are appropriate and when they will produce the opposite results. And what we're talking about today is the opposite results is you stop growing in certain directions because you're afraid. You're afraid of pissing somebody off. You're afraid of Losing somebody who's a friend, whatever. If you're doing enough to nurture a relationship, and you have relationships with the right people who support you, why? Even if they were ruffled by something, why would that be the thing, the loose thing, that caused them to break things off? And if it did, it's a fact really good. So, yeah, I'm not saying Go out and make people angry. That is one way to get over when it's not like people angry. Instead of waiting and making you feel trapped, thank for enlightenment as opposed to a long talk. Is that when instead of waiting for situations to pop up, 
I need to get work done, right? Or really Solar resolution. Okay? So I'd be strong enough for that as well. And I had to select as well early on. So I could like partner that wasn't going to just shift to people from down. It was because I didn't know which color everything was going to be. And that we all went. People, if everyone is telling me that I'm doing the right thing, I didn't plan. Thousands of dollars to come here to tell me how great I spent that money to come here so people that way beyond me can find the holes in my, my problems, in my movement, in my skill stuff, in my understanding, and all that. Point them out so I can fill up a notebook and go back and work on that stuff between now and the next time I come back to go for some more time. Okay? I don't go to these people to tell me how great I am. It pisses me off every time I go and I get rain. Yeah. I don't think that was worth that, the one I pissed on. I know you got to go a little beyond that. Stop worrying about you. You're a warrior. That doesn't mean a fighter, that doesn't mean a soldier. Right? You're somebody who engages the world, engages the truth, is willing to take on challenges. And conflict and hardship, so that you can deal with and handle things that most people won't, and so that you can produce the kind of results and successes and growth that most people can't. Okay. All right. Uh, let me put some glasses on here and look all studious because I did see some some things pop in. Uh, let's see. Hey, hey! All right. Oh, somebody's saying they can't hear me. Why can't you hear me? I don't know why you can't hear me. My mic is on. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, anyway, uh, oh, good to see me. Fantastic. Looking good, as, as usual. <laughs> Down 23 pounds. Uh, anyway, somebody else put in here, Courtney, the training has a way of filtering out those who are not worthy to receive the teachings. Good call. Good call. Um, hey, Jason, I haven't seen or heard from you in a while. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, there's, a, there's a thing in, uh, in, uh, in Tendai, right? Um, there's actually a death ritual where somebody doesn't, a monk or a priest or whatever, doesn't die in their sleep. And this is uh, up on Kazan, right? Um, 
think it's there. I don't think it's in the Sheen Gone School, but it might be as well there as well. Um, when when the person knows that death is imminent, right? Uh, they're actually put in a hole in the ground. Okay, it's got kind of like a vault and all that kind of stuff, right? And they put themselves into meditation, and the thing is sealed, right? So you're going to run out of oxygen. You're going to die, right? So not only are they taking control of when it's going to happen, right, but they, they put themselves into meditation. And then I think it's seven years later, this thing is unsealed. It's way past, way past any moment where you could still blow smoke up people's asses and convince them that you're something that you're not, right? Okay? And what they do is they look at your, they look at your corpse, okay, to know whether you entered the final stages of enlightenment, right? You passed properly, right? Um, and the sign is, what's your corpse look like? Because if you broke from meditation and your fear of death overwhelmed you and you panicked, you're going to look very different from someone who remained focused on their breath or focused on the object of meditation, focused on being until the end so if you're still sitting upright, if your posture was right, all that kind of stuff, right, your mummified corpse is going to be exactly there. If not, I've seen some of the looks on people's faces that panicked or were panicking and, you know, being attacked by the monsters uh, at the moment of death. It's not pretty. Okay. So anyway, um, so anyway, uh, to... to address Courtney's thing there. Um, a lot of these monks, right, because they meditate all the time, right? Knees are shot, bodies falling apart, muscles are atrophied, all that kind of stuff, because believe it or not, and this is this is somebody, you know, who holds them in esteem, um, is going to say, most of them do not engage in physical activity to maintain the health of the body because this becomes sacrosanct and this goes to hell in a handbasket so things fall apart so they've got all these problems right and but see because that's average that's what happens because this is the training right what they say is uh well the body is too weak to keep up with the mind or the body uh you know is is not uh, suitable, the human body is not suitable uh, for the training, so it breaks down. But the mind is still improving. Okay? But in Mikyo, we have to ask this question, right? Because in Mikyo, the final phases of enlightenment or the going beyond kind of thing um, goes beyond. Oh, let me show you this thing here, right? Okay. So one quick last thing here, right? Okay. And again, if you're if you're listening to the podcast through like uh, iTunes or whatever, if you send me a message at uh, Warrior C at Warrior Concepts Online dot com, right? Warrior and the letter C at Warrior dash hyphen minus sign, whatever you want to call it, right? Warrior Concepts with an S hyphen Online dot com, and tell me that you know you like the imagery or whatever, right? Uh, Make sure you have a good working email address, right? Uh, I'll send you uh, a picture. Right? Anyway, um, so when we're going around this thing, right, the key actually begins down here, right down in this place right here. 
is the, is the, the realm of learning, right? And then we do that and we spend a lot of time learning and questioning that which we think we already know and discovering what feels to be known and, and all that kind of stuff, right? And then we progress to this, this realm of equanimity, okay? Where everything's equal. But it's not, it's not equal, like, on one hand, it is neutral, right? Which is what a lot of people, a lot of people have right? Where everybody's equal, everybody's equal. Everybody gets the same thing, everybody, whatever, right? We're all close, right? Yeah, um, On one hand, it is bad, right? But it doesn't mean these things don't have value and they don't have this uniqueness and all that kind of stuff, right? What it means is to, to kill the, the belief that, or in my martial arts training with people, I would say, Stop having favorite techniques. Stop having preferences. Stop having a strong side and a weak side. Because if you have them and you're being attacked by somebody who knows, knows you or knows that only 7 to 9% of the population is left-handed, that kind of stuff, right? They're going to be coming at you and forcing you to use your weak side or whatever, right? So people have all these favorites and all that kind of stuff, right? That's going to get you killed, right? It happens spiritually, too. It happens intellectually, too. Okay, so what this does is hits you, gets you to a point where you recognize that everything has the same, same value, right? Okay, but what happens is we're progressing through this stuff because as I'm progressing through this, this occurs, and as I'm progressing through this and recognizing more and more that everything is what it is because it's conditioned by its connections or relativity to everything else, right? That, oh, crap, in and of itself, okay, just like one of my teachers used to say that everything I'm about to teach you is shit. I should have led this off with that, right? Everything I'm about to teach you is shit. Until you work this out for yourself, until you do the work, until you recognize the power, until you develop the skill, you get out, I'm so excited, I'm spitting, right? Until you do that, you know, the knowledge I'm going to give you in one hand and a pile of shit in the other, and actually that has more value because it can be fertilizer for growing stuff, Right? People learn stuff and then they stop because, see what I know? Now you've learned things and you have information. Knowing it is being able to do it without having to think about it. And that's not the same as wisdom or mastery, which is being able to use those same lessons out of context from the way you learned them. Okay? But anyway, while you're learning this stuff, what happens is you develop the discerning mind. Not, I have a discerning palate, I have a discerning mind. Right? This is quality. This is shit. I would never touch that. Really? If you're trying to freaking grow your garden, you better sprinkle some shit on it because, well, even if you throw the pate on it, it's going to turn to shit, right? It's going to break down and rot and whatever, right? But anyway, the discerning mind is the mind that knows what is really good or bad, right or wrong, appropriate or inappropriate with regards to any given thing in the moment. In the, within the context of the moment. Well, we don't have favorite. My favorite is the, is the thing that's going to work about this person or this situation or this challenge or whatever in this moment. Okay? So this is the realm of conventional enlightenment by most close friends. This is where enlightenment is not. In the heart surgery, when we talk about going beyond enlightenment, that's what these two realms are. So this is the realm of all accomplishing action, which is also with the requirements for all accomplishing action, which still for me. 
but the ability to reach back into all this knowledge and experience and all that, using like conceptualization process to produce a clue or the right answer or whatever for this thing, even though I've never been there before, but I can draw on these other things and I can use them out of context or out of the, out of the same structure that I learned them. Okay, and then this one is the ability to think and communicate. Without that, I can't use anything I've learned. This is the realm of wisdom and mastery. It's the ability to shift into whatever of these states is necessary in the moment. Which mindset do I need at this stage of the problem solving right now? Because if we're not doing that, we're either, we're either uh, doing or not doing certain things because it's going to piss people off, or we're doing or do, doing or not doing certain things because that's the way we are, that's the way we do things, right? It's just throwing shit out and hoping that it's going to work, right? If you have poo, fling it now, right? It's just, uh, it's just anyway. So um, anyway, I hope this was helpful. Uh, I see that a couple of other folks have signed on and all that. Uh, we're about almost not quite an hour and a half into things. I apologize for these things dragging on because once you rev me up or pop your battery in, I just go. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad that some of you are taking the time. Other ones I know you don't have the time, so you're going to end up listening uh, via recording and all that kind of stuff. And that's cool, right? Um, and I know that we're doing this thing live, right? So it's in video. Uh, some of you guys are listening through Stitcher Radio or iTunes or God, all these other places where we are uh, as a podcast. Some of these things where I point out visuals and all that, I apologize, right? If you can, uh, if, if you want to get more of the visual kind of context and get the uh, links to recordings or being able to connect with these things, uh, connect with us. You can do that on if you're on Facebook. Go to Kuden Kuden Podcast. Uh, it's a it's a Facebook page, right? Uh, you can go there and, and join that way or follow us that way. Um, if you are on uh, YouTube, you can go to uh, the channel Kage36, Kage, K-A-G-E, 36. Yes, there's a whole big deep meaning behind uh, that name, right? It's not Cage, right? It's not Cage with a K, right? Kage, right? It's one of the old uh, alternate names for a ninja long before the word ninja ever came around. Um, and 36 has a lot of significance in the spiritual realm. Um so you could follow that, right, because this thing simulcasts there. Uh, Periscope, it's a Twitter kind of thing. I don't know what it is there. I'd have to look it up. Wait, maybe I can. Uh, nope, I can't at the moment, so I apologize. So uh, you do that, or you can go to um, modernninjawarrior.com forward slash Kudan podcast episodes. I think there's a hyphen between each one. I try to make things readable, so if the hyphens and the dashes throw you off, sue me. Um, I, I do it for readability, right, and so that the uh, Google algorithms and all that kind of stuff that tracks all this stuff, right, sees individual words and not just this string, right? So uh, Modern Ninja Warrior is one string, right? ModernNinjaWarrior.com forward slash Kudan Podcast Episodes. 
right? There's a whole slew of things. Uh, there should be a link on there where you can sign up to get on the email list too, uh, where you can find out about these things. Uh, and that, that way you get some more of these visuals. You'll get the, the uh, recordings uh, to these things so you can see the live and you can see me being all animated and uh, <laughs> doing my thing, right? The entertaining monkey, right? Uh, so uh, anyway, that's it, right? So I told you about uh, going into things, right? I'm, I'm, I'm let me know what you think about the, uh, the the new background and all that, right? And and how things look there. Um, is that better than that wild, crazy, reddish, orangish, green, uh, purplish kind of thing that was going on? I didn't like it, but uh, it's not about me. Um, and I told you about the fall camp that's coming up, right? Uh, fall and, uh, and and whatnot, right? Uh, and I'm going to close out. Here's one of these plugs, right? I've, I've got a program. If you want to do more of this kind of thing. As a matter of fact, I think Courtney went through this, and uh, some other folks might have done it as well. Um, uh, I've got this program. It's called Ninja Mind, right? Uh, and it's kind of a, a early-on approach into uh, this other program that I have called The First Seven Steps on the Path of a Buddha. But it's it's about this living and thinking as a warrior, and, and, and the lessons really point to breaking – the programming, breaking the attachment to conventional, average, creating shit, right? Um, they keep you in the same state, right? Um, so uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, right, I do have this program, no harm, no foul, right? If you want it, great. If you don't, okay, it, you, you do you, right? Uh, but it is at, uh, don't tell me, I know this, right? WarriorConceptsOnline.com. There's a dash between each one. Warrior-concepts-online.com forward slash uh, Ninja Mind Course. Again, with a dash between each one. Ninja Mind Course dot HTML. Sorry, it's an older web page, right? So WarriorConceptsOnline.com forward slash Ninja Mind Course hyphen between every word except for that forward slash, right, uh, dot HTML, right? Check it out, right? Uh, it's a 10, it, it was actually originally a 10-week live course that I did with personal students, and now it's kind of a standalone, so you'll you'll hear lots of dialogue. It's a, it's a teaching thing, not a talking head uh, recorded lessons in a vacuum kind of thing, right? There's a workbook that comes with it, all that kind of stuff. So um, anyway, if, if, if it's something that's, uh, you know, uh, of interest, uh, have a look-see. All right, that's it. I'm going to wrap this thing up. I've talked long enough. I'm tired of my hearing the sound of my own voice. And actually, in an hour, I have people coming in for physical classes, so I get to hit people and throw people and uh, all those kind of things, right? If you're my uh, local or long-distance guys and you're in that direction, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern is our uh, Academy Zoom class, so the class that we have going on here at the Academy, uh, that goes out via Zoom. Uh, so if you want to get on that, that's uh, don't forget that that's going on. Um, if you're not in on that, uh, it's $15 a class. Just let me know you want to do it, and I'll send you a PayPal link. Uh, and even if you can't make it, right, they're all recorded. So if you pay for a class, you get a class, right? So uh, afterwards, uh, once sometimes we do light editing and sometimes... Most of the time, I just give you the class as it is, right? So, uh, but, but you get the lessons that way too, okay? So, uh, 15 bucks, right? In Japan, if we were doing this, uh, it would be 35 bucks, right? Um, so, anyway, uh, that's um, 
wait, 35 bucks US. Holy crap. Uh, Courtney, sorry, that's like $5,000 Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I have some Canadian friends that used to do a Canadian price and, and, and then look at me and go, that's 37 cents US. Right? They would just make fun of the little exchange thing. It's probably not that extreme. But uh, anyway, sorry. What the hell just happened? Anyway, um, part of lunch coming up. Anyway, all right, that's it. I'm going to wrap things up before I get too gross in front of you. All right, uh, that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm back on track with these things, so at least two, three times a week we're going to be running these CUDED. So uh, stay tuned. And if you have any questions or topics or whatever that you'd like for me to handle, uh, shoot me a message, right? You can send them to warriorc at warrior-concepts-online.com. Uh, let me know, you know questions, comments, topic ideas or whatever. Um, like somebody wanted me to cover, uh, this is not spiritual, right? Uh, a, uh, conditional things for like shoot, don't shoot kind of things. If you, uh, carry firearms or, uh, at what degree, you know, really looking at the, the use of force kind of thing that's not covered in a lot of programs. Okay. So that one's coming up uh, in, in a couple of lessons. But uh, just shoot things in, right? And don't worry about uh, sending it in. Screwed up because it's equal to everybody else. Not that your questions are important and topics are important, but um, I don't see a comparativeness uh, like kind of thing or a time sensitive kind of thing. And other times, who knows? You may send me something that I go, holy shit. This one has to be covered. People need to. All right, so don't forget that. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I will talk to everybody again next time. Uh, Thanks for being here. Talk to you later. Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.